Hello, everyone. My name is Garrett. This is Javen. And welcome back to Cross Country Comments after a hiatus of a lifetime. Um, yeah. So it's been a while, is basically what we're saying. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a lot happen in the last, what has it been, six months? I think it's been almost six months. Um, That's in- really ridiculous. I'll input the date here as far as the last time we uploaded but <laughs> wow um yeah it has been a quick minute since we have done anything with the podcast uh we'll give a quick quick explanation as to why um life update ha- hashtag life update um so i started a new position at my job that gets me more hours and keeps me a little more busy um and I'm going back to school soon. So I've been filling out applications for that. I've been doing all that kind of stuff to go back to uh, college and finish all that. So that's been my side of it. Uh, Jabin, if you want to go ahead. Yeah, so for me, I for me, uh, got a new job uh, over the uh, closer to the fall Halloween-ish season and then transitioned into the same job, but more permanent. Um, so now I've been kind of busy just spreading that out. Living situation, obviously, by the last time that we were filming, finally, you know, is set. Um, and then just trying to find pockets where we were both free has been like a problem. So it was also that just because you were busy and I was busy at certain times that we didn't know each other's schedules. So that's been the reason why it, it's been hard to put out an episode but now that we feel just a tad bit more stable we're back so thank goodness here we are <laughs> we, we've, been, <laughs> we've been talking about trying to get back to this for so freaking long mm-hmm. so now we're back on it thank you everybody who's been listening since those six months like re re-listening or listening for the for the first time we don't know <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> but we're back. Don't worry. We'll get we'll get some new stuff out. Absolutely. And we are both re-energized and ready to go. Um, we both now are communicating as far as when our schedules are open, when we're able to talk, when we're able to... We've literally had to schedule times to talk recently. <laughs> so now his yeah. schedule is a bit more open because of um, him being permanent now at his job. I am able to find little pockets here and there between school stuff and work um i'm able to find little time pockets um but yeah um so we are good and ready to talk a lot a lot 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 has happened since the last time we recorded in the gaming world in the comic world in the movie tv show in the world in general (laughs) so we are going to be talking we have a lot of content to cover we'll put it that way um so today, uh, we are going to get started with some Marvel stuff, um, and I think one of one of these takes is not controversial at all. It's very universally understood and agreed upon. The other one is very much a hot take, um, according to the media. So we're gonna kind of go over those, let you guys know our thoughts and comments on it, and cross country comments. But um, anyway, um, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> Listen, I gotta have fun with it. It's been too long. Um, no, I know. No, I got to do. We have to put out a few Garrett jokes in there. We have hey, to. Hey, listen, dad jokes, Garrett jokes, call them what you will. Uh, 
But I think I will go ahead and let you start with the first one since you were the first one to see it. Oh, we're talking about that one? Okay, so going into Marvel, specifically movies, um, uh, I'll do it by release date. So, Across the Spider-Verse, we haven't talked on this podcast about it together because I I'm, I might be wrong, but I think one of the episodes I watched it mm-hmm. and then you haven't watched it yet. And I yeah. kept trying to like hype it up. I think that's what it was. If it wasn't, then it was us talking about it. But I don't think we um, talked about it on a podcast. Okay. Well then, yeah, it was just you and me then. Yeah. Um, that is my favorite movie of all time. And it's so funny because, like, everyone, and, like, especially with my family, they're like, oh, David, every time you watch a new movie, you always hype it up because this is the new thing right now. So no one understood at the time when I watched it. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is nuts. To where even one of the songs on the soundtrack by Metro Boomin, uh, Am I Dreaming? I play that still now on repeat. And I texted him on Instagram saying, thank you for this song. <laughs> I, it, it's my favorite song ever. The score, Daniel Pemberton, thank you so much for going above and beyond for this movie. This has been one of the best musical scores of all time because it really set the mood for every single scene, every time. And it feels like Daniel and Metro Boomin both were like at the same time. It's funny, I'm not even in the story yet. (laughs) This is the music. This is the music. The music was impeccable, flawless in every single scene. If you watch the movie again and you listen to the different sounds for each scene, is nuts. And it fits. And if you have it, like, muted, it doesn't feel right without the music. So that's, this is another thing, like, music is so important. First, music and the sound effects with the story is fantastic. You need both. You need all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also quick side note, uh, yeah, uh, your camera just completely froze on my side. What happened? Oh, you're good. Okay. You were frozen solid for like a minute. Really? You you, you were like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we still gotta upload it. We still have to upload it. (laughs) Oh no, we are not cutting that out. (laughs) No, we can't cut that out. (laughs) That's horrible. Whatever. Moving away from the music. The animation. I can't stress it enough. I can't stress it enough. Miles' world still looks amazing. You can tell they updated the movement and the facial expressions. Perfect. You don't have to zoom up to everybody's face every single time anymore like the first movie. Like It looks, it looks freaking amazing. The first movie was fantastic as well. But they really upgraded it, which is amazing. Uh, Gwen's universe, when it would change by the mood, is nuts. Is insanity. And her swinging in her own world is impeccable. Um, the whole spider society was just a dopamine overload. And seeing my favorite spider two of my favorite Spider-Man show up, Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man PS4 was extra dopamine. Thank you, Insomniac. 
is just freaking amazing. Um, but it's so cool because a lot of people are saying, no, it's just cameo driven. Like, that's the only reason why it was great. The cameos is what drove the stories. Like, everyone, every single Spider-Man had to do in, had to, like, was important to the overall story. You know what I mean? And that's what made it so, like, crazy to me. And, like, I feel like only people who really relate or understand Spider-Man's story would get it and have that dopamine overload. Isn't just seeing the characters be like, oh, my God, I know him from there. Oh, I know him from there. It's the, oh, shoot, this makes so much sense. Now, this kid trying to change everything is nuts. The writing, impeccable. Voice acting, even better this, this way around. Honestly, if, if, if I'm being totally honest. And it's, and it's not because there was new people on it. It was just the direction that they were given. And it was way more impactful this time. And the first movie helped. And that's what I like about it. It's not that it's better than the first movie, which kind of is. It's just that the first movie put it up and the second movie hit the yeah, home run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's, we can ramble on and on about it. <laughs> Let, we, we all know why we love this movie, but you're next. Why your your assessment on in, across Spider Verse? Just so you know, ten out of ten for me. So I have a bit of the same take. No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to create tension there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the same take. The same take. Um. No, I uh, I went into this later than you did. I went to go see it, I think, three weeks after it came out with my cousin. Um, yeah. Shout out, Kyle. Um, <laughs> For real. But, a real one. Yeah, he is a real one. But, no, I went to go see it with him. We were sitting in theaters, and he's not a comic book guy whatsoever. Uh, he just, you know, likes movies, likes TV shows, just generally. So he went to go see it with me. And after that movie, he was like, dude, that was crazy good. And he's a very big critic when it comes to stuff like that. Or he can be sometimes. So for him to say that was like, my gosh. But I w- oh, <laughs> this camera fell. Um, okay. For those of you listening. Oh. <laughs> it's rough out here alright we're good <laughs> but when I went to go see it I had high ex- like really high expectations because the first one was dope so when I yeah. went to go see it the music in my personal opinion the music are just as good as the first as they are in the second because I still jammed a sunflower so like I'm I'm a fan of the music all around. I don't have a preference one or the other. Animation style. Like you said, there were certain moments in the first one where if they really wanted expression, they had to zoom in super close. But in this one, it was like you could have a group of eight spider people and you knew what all of them were conveying. Mad, mass on, though. Like, like think, 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 think about the first movie when Unc- Uncle Aaron... Uh, when uh, Uncle Aaron... Aaron... <laughs> Uh, grabs Miles by the throat on the roof, and you see Miles' face. He goes like, "Hilarious!" Think about that. That like how far they had to zoom in, and Aaron's face when they had to zoom in to get, really get the effects. And then now think about when everyone is trying to get Miles to understand when they're talking about the timeline and the 
and the uh the rack uh the spider verse like you know explaining it everybody's mask is on except for miles gwen hobie jessica miguel and uh penny and the rest of the spider-man you could already just in their voice even the one from um which spider-man was that uh the small one next to that was uh, next to miles said i know it's hard but it's the truth miles from the tv oh, show the spider-man tv show that was, was ultimate spider-man i think it was ultimate i think okay ultimate spider-man when he was saying it mm-hmm. you could feel it in his voice i was like yeah. oh crap this is nuts you know what i mean yeah so all of that combined into that movie was insane so the animation upgraded the voice acting upgraded everything got better and then you had live action cameos like you were saying with andrew garfield you had donald glover as prowler you had uh you had toby make an appearance you had them mention tom holland with the nerd on earth 1999999 i think i got the mini nines right um you did nice (laughs) i've seen it a few times um yes i bought it yeah it's on netflix now um so that they just mentioned all of them i have to give props i have to give so many major props to two people and one of them is a character in the way he was acted out the other one is a voice actor generally so the first one is oscar oscar isaac the fact that oscar isaac can play poe dameron moon knight and Miguel O'Hara and make them feel like completely different characters from each other. And excuse me, Moon Knight has three characters in its own. Yeah, that's another two right there. So the fact that a man has that much talent kind of blows my mind. A little what? And it was Apocalypse. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the fact <laughs> is, uh, he was so good that we didn't remember it was him. So <laughs> No, for real. So the the acting range of this man is like it's incredible the range he has. So big props to Oscar Isaac made Miguel O'Hara at certain points feel hilarious when he was in, interacting with Peter B. Parker, and he was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. wait no, that's not." <sighs> Forget it. And it was like he just feels fed up with everyone, and it's super funny. But then he feels like a freaking, like, a psychopathic hero is the best way I can put that. Because he's not a villain. He is just a hero that has gone off the rails. So almost like, almost like Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange from the Dark Multiverse. He didn't give off villain vibes. He gave off, like, this is a hero who has lost it. The same kind of way that Miguel feels. Uh, in in the movies and stuff like that. So, big, big props to Oscar Isaac. The other person that I don't think a lot of people don't give enough credit to is The Spot. Because he he goes from... I mean, he's here's the thing. In the overall story, he's a huge part of the story. In the movie, he has almost a smaller part. Because he's not in it a ton. Um, he's no. part of the overall story, but in this movie, he was in about half of it. So it's it, it's so weird because he's the he's he's supposed to be the big bad, but in a moral way, in in meant I say moral, 
Miguel is on his side or has to be. Yep. Is that so weird? No, it's really weird. Because they have to Miguel let Miguel has to be has to be on spot side just for that moment. Mm-hmm. Just until the until the cannon is done. And then he can take out the spot. Exactly. So it's it's crazy to think about that that has actually that's the spot's character how in the first part of the movie he's hilarious. Like that man <laughs> that man comes in with a freaking fedora and is like, I'm just going to borrow your ATM. And then by the middle of the movie, I've never had such a quick switch of going from like, this dude's hilarious. Then going to be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he is giving off like, dare I say he's giving off, Ultron from what if vibes. Let let me tell you this. Here's here's why I think the spot is worse than what if Ultron. Yeah, what if Ultron was nuts? Yes. Let me put that out of the way. But I'm more scared of someone that has emotion than something that doesn't have emotion. Even though if, if someone that doesn't have emotion, like, they can do way more and, like, more killing, more destruction, that could definitely happen. But for some reason, the intensity of someone having the emotion is way scarier. And when you could hear it in his voice, like, when uh, Miles finds out what Spy's trying to do when they start meshing together for a second, when they're on um, a Pathetor for Parker's uh, world. Um... And then all you hear is, uh, I was like, what was that? You just hear the spot like, our future. That right there already scared the crap out of me. Like, mm-hmm. right there with him, like, like this, like that the whole time. Yeah. You just see, like, he just doesn't want to be villain of the week anymore. It's just nuts. Like, how far he would go to just to get respect. Nuts. Yeah. No, he's, he is the most... He, he, he is a character who has switched so fast from the beginning to the middle of the movie quicker than just about any other like villain or character in general that I think I've seen in a very long time switch that quick. I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. No one has made that big of a jump like mm. that because he made a jump. A, a major jump. Um, so, it, incredible villain I think they're going to do really well with in a, um, Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, also, quick side note, um, all, or not all, I'm, what am I trying to say? Oh, Pavitha Pavarkar. His, I'm sorry, but he was hilarious, man. The freaking, Chai Tea? Would you like if I gave, <laughs> that's Chai Tea, what if I gave you coffee, coffee? It, it, <laughs> coffee, coffee with the cream cream. Dude. <laughs> so he the, my two favorite characters in terms of hilarity because Spider-Man's supposed to be funny so in terms of comedy Miles stepped it up but in terms of comedy Peter B. Parker and Pavita Pavarker were my two because uh, Peter B. Parker and Mayday their interactions was hilarious it's like she's so cute just hold her it'll make you feel better like that yeah. kind of thing and then in Pavita Pavarkar's world, I keep saying it, it's a fun thing to say. Um, but it really is. 
I don't know, their comedy aspects offset how serious it actually got. Um, in, yeah. in a very good way, but still didn't feel like it was lowballing with the story. Like, yeah, I I think that this is one of the best animated movies that has ever been made, and I've watched anime. So, <laughs> this this has to be hands down the best animated film of all time. I have to say that. Because I hate it when people just say, oh, are you just saying that because it's big? Or are you just saying that because it has a lot of traction? Or are you just saying that because it's popular? Once I heard that just to create Hobie's character took him three years, well, a little less than three years, is mind-boggling. And the fact that they added so many animation styles in one movie without it feeling cluttered, They, they they added anime into it in, in the first movie already. So it was like, oh, that's old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's freaking hilarious that they're they're the ones that's breaking the boundaries. So that's why I give them the, the best animated film because they're the only ones breaking boundaries when it comes to animation. They're doing the new stuff. They're they're leading the pack of this is where it should go. And Ninja Turtles was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> And then this other movie on Netflix was like, you know what? You're right. And then they started doing animation like them. So it's like, you can't say that they're not the best right now because they're the ones that's leading this next, um, this next, I, I guess you can say like animated status quo on how you should or could animate a movie. So by far, that's why I say hands down without any argument. I, I can't even say, like, uh, uh, arguably, because it is what it is. It is the best animated film of all time now. Yeah, no, absolutely 100%. So, I think we both gave it 100 out of 10. That's pretty obvious. Um, yes. <laughs> so, now that we talked about that, we're going to go on to the more controversial one. And yes. we are going to talk about the Marvels. Um, and just so you guys know, if you're watching this, spoiler alert, if you want to watch the movie first, please go watch the movie first. I- I'm going to say this right now. Garrett and I are big advocates to not ru- ruining people's experience with watching a movie or video games or whatever. So if you have not seen the movie, stop this video or audio recording right now. Watch the movie. Come back. Agree and disagree with us. Yeah. No, we would we would love that. It, so the thing about the Marvels is when I post this, when we post this, it'll probably be, I want to say the 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. It'll probably be like the 10th or the 17th, depending on of yep. December, when I can get this posted. So it will have been out for a good while already. But No, yeah, to where people <clears throat> could have watched it, but yes. still. But if you have not watched it and you're waiting for it to go on Disney Plus, we are okay if you wait to listen to the rest. But as far as the Marvels, you've been given your warning, so we're talking about it now. Um, We really liked it. Because here's the thing. I'll go with what I thought about it first. Because Javen saw it. He was like, dude, you have to go see it. And if you do not stay for the end credits, I will come over there and take your man card. Um... So, 
innocence. That was a short, that was a short version, but yeah, no, he went into more detail that I don't think we can legally say on podcast. Probably um, not. No. no. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I got off work one day and I work across the street from a movie theater. So I was like, shoot, why not? So I went to go see it. I'm not, no, was I by myself? No, I went to go with, I went with one friend. Um, so we went to go see it and I was not expecting a ton. I had just finished the Miss Marvel series because I watched it really late, but I was like, that was a pretty good series. Honestly, like of everything like Marvel it. has put out, not top three, but good, really good. <clears throat> um, so I watched it and then went to go see the movie. I was not expecting a lot because I didn't like Miss Marvel. Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Miss Marvel. Uh Captain Marvel. I didn't like Captain Marvel. There were good moments, but overall it just felt like a rushed, kind of feminist leaning movie with not preachy. much preachy, with not a lot of plot, and very simple. I mean, I just didn't understand how I didn't like it very much. So but, but, in, but let me just say it had amazing cgi though the, oh, the first captain Marvel movie absolutely. it had fantastic cgi let me just put that out there it looked amazing 100 percent. um but i went into this with not much expectation so went to go see it sat down the way they handle it when it comes to the powers so so first of all we get to see um is, what's her name spectrum no is it Spectrum? Spectrum. So we get to see Spectrum's powers, first of all, which, in my opinion, are freaking dope that she can just phase through anything yep. and then has energy blasts. So we got to see her powers. That was cool. Um, we got to find out what Carol was up to. <clears throat> and then my personal favorite of the entire movie was Kamala Khan because I did not know anything about her about a year ago. Then I played the Marvel game. Or Marvel, really? Uh, wait, no, I didn't know a ton. And so... That's nuts. I, I played the Avengers game, learned a good bit about her there. Then I watched the show, ended up really liking her character. Then I saw this movie. And me and Jabin were talking about it. There's one... If I had one minor nitpick with the movie, it's that when did she have the time to learn to fight like she does in this movie? Because, like... The show goes from her like she embiggens first time and fights the guys around her. And then not too much longer after that, she gets a suit. And then the movie picks up right where the end of the series leaves off. So she's like getting teleported all over the place and they don't know what's happening. And she's in the ship with Nick Fury, like using her powers to do like a slide kick around the side, freaking climbing and just like. She's going all over the place with the powers. And the one thing that I was like, this is the coolest fight scene I've seen in a minute. Uh, aside from Guardians. Um, anyway, it, this is the coolest fight scene regarding the Marvel people. Marvels, whatever. <clears throat> so. We didn't talk about Guardians, have we? No. We haven't. Okay, now we gotta talk about that. Okay, okay, okay. okay go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We'll finish this one and then we'll get to to Guardians. But we can't spend a ton of time on it because we will be here for we a can't. couple hours. Um, no. Okay, so the way she fought, I was like, when did she learn to do that? And so that was the only minor thing. But other than that, like her interactions with Nick Fury were hilarious. 
the way they explained in the movie how they use their powers, it was genius. Because there was a lot of critics that were like, oh, they didn't explain it. Oh, they use their powers and it's dumb and da 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 da. And you just have to understand. No. They literally explain. They have a montage explaining how it works. They have a, a like a, a two-minute brief on how it works and why they're switching. Because they all have similar light-based powers <clears throat> based around the same type of energy. And it has to do with the, the bangles, the mostly. The jump point. The jump point, bangles. Because they explain that the bangles are really just jump point actuators or whatever they said. They were, um, yes, they, yeah. they, they were able to travel through through space at a crazy amount of time. Yeah. So they're all connected through that energy and that power. And so each time one of them used the power, since it was unstable, they just kept switching places and they explain it so simply and they have a montage explaining it too. And that, that, I was like, I, even my friend who's not a comic nerd who went to go see it with me was like, I get it. They all have similar powers, so they're switching. And I was like, if there are nerds who are like movie critics who went to see this movie, how do you not get that? So that's something that didn't make sense to me. And then went to go see it. The way they switch powers was dope. Villain was a bit forgettable. Um, I, 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 I do I do have to give them that. The villain was pretty forgettable. Yeah, I don't even remember. I, I, I just knew, I just knew that they were. I just I just knew that it was just Cree uh, wanting to get their planet up and running again. I just forgot who the villain was. Yeah, and she had the hammer that um um I almost said Ronan. Ronan, thank you. That Ronan used, and in my opinion, um, she actually. Used it just as good as he did. Um, but... Yeah, it honestly <laughs> maybe better. Yeah. So, she had the the weapon and everything. It was super cool. But, like, the thing I told Jabin about this movie is that I... So, there's been a lot of pretty good Marvel movies that have come out recently. So, you have Guardians. You have... Um, I mean, I know they're Sony, technically, but you have the End of the Spider-Verses. You have... No way home. What are you putting your hands in your face for? Face in your hands, that one? We didn't talk about Wakanda forever either. We have a lot to catch up on. Maybe we should leave the other two for another day. We let, Let's talk about one of them. We'll talk about one of them today. Which one would you like to cover, my friend? Crap, I don't know. But let, let me talk about the Marvels from my side, by my point of view, real quick, and then you pick while I'm talking because I, I can't. My, my brain just hurts. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm just gonna finish real quick. Go ahead. Real quick. Okay. No, go, ahead. go ahead. So I, I loved, you know, the way it, it was just super fun. It was a fun movie because the movies we've gotten recently have just been depressing. Um, they've been really well made and really good for the most part, at least. Um. But they always end in some kind of like heartbreaking thing to where you're teared up or crying by the end. But this one, I was just like, man, this is a good time. Like when they went to the singing planet and Captain Marvel was a freaking princess queen or whatever. And yeah. just changes into a dress and everything like that. It was hilarious. 
So I was like, man, this is just a fun movie. And now Kamala finally has a power up. So she'd be able to stand with the Avengers. And then the last things I'm going to mention are the two end credit scenes. One, and I freaked out at both of them. One, Young Avengers. I cannot tell you how long I've been waiting for them to tease that. Um, so Young Avengers, in my estimation, is going to consist of Kamala, um, Kate Bishop. I honestly don't want them to involve Hulkling until he gets more character development. He's, um, he's going to be in there. You already know. Yeah. So he's going to be in it. Speed and Wiccan. I hope they bring back as like teenagers for them to be in it. Um, yeah. You have. Why am I blanking? I don't know if they're going to bring. Well, we don't even know because cause we're, we're going to have a few more mutants in there. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to bring in. Three. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to bring in the kid from Falcon and Winter Soldier as, like, the Captain America replacement. You remember? What kid? He, he was the kid of the other super soldier who got the serum, but he was black, so he got mistreated. Oh, no. No, probably not. But, um, it, I don't know. That's who I know as of right now. And Cassie, um, Wasp, or, um... Ant-Man's daughter. So, that's all I know uh, as... Yeah. That's all I know as uh, of right now. We didn't, we didn't talk about Quantumania. We have a lot to get through, man. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a speed round episode at some point. Um, yeah. Or we can just leave it all for different episodes. We tell you guys that we don't plan these things. We literally jump into it and are like, what are we going to talk about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and, and we and we have like a couple things that we know we want to talk about, and then for some reason there's something that always just like snaps. It branches <laughs> it out. Snaps. So, right, right like like the timelines right mm -hmm. now. So it's like, oh my god, it's it's too much. Okay, so, I was, are you done with your Marvel's take, or go ahead? There's one last thing. So hit it at the very end. I sunk down in my seat with my jaw on the floor. When Beast came in and oh. was better oh. than any CGI they've done in a while. I mean, that boy looked oh clean. God. He looked clean. And then just casually starts walking in and like he walks behind um, Spectrum's Rambo. mom, Miss Rambo. He walks behind her and he, all I see, all I saw was blue. So I was like, oh, it's a Kree soldier or something. And then I hear him talk, and I was like, no. And then it shows him, and I was like, this is how they bring them in. Oh, my gosh. So I was freaking out. We were talking about it for a while. Um, so amazingly incredible. I've been awaiting for the X-Men to come into the Marvel Universe since the Avengers. So my hot take done, I am going to rate that movie a eight and a half out of ten because I just had a lot of fun with it. Go ahead. <laughs> I owed my mom a Marvel movie. Um, I said I would take my mom to a Marvel movie. The only Marvel movie I took her to was No Way Home, and she thought that was pretty good. She enjoyed seeing Tobey Maguire and all that. Um, but after that, I was supposed to take her to see Thor Love and Thunder. That never happened. I was supposed yeah. to take her to see uh, Wakanda Forever. That never happened. She watched it on her own. Um, I was supposed to take her to Guardians. I, I went with Yvonne instead. So I, I owed my mom a Marvel movie. 
Um, sorry, we did talk about Wakanda forever. Hold on, we'll 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 go back. Whatever. Okay. Oh. Sorry, I just I just had something click. Okay. Um, no. So I owed my mom a Marvel movie. So then I was like, okay, mom, I visited my hometown. I was like, okay, I'm gonna take you to see the Marvels. I'm warning you, it's probably a bad movie because I saw all the reviews and it, they said it sucked. So like, that's okay. Let's just go and let's just watch and see for ourselves. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to the movie. I'm like, uh, you know, very low expectations. Me and mom are getting popcorn. We're getting drinks. She's getting her dolly and doll whip or whatever, you know, having mother son time, you know. Hurry up, mom. Let's go get our seats because I like seeing the previews and everything. When I tell you my mom and I haven't had that kind of interaction in a movie theater ever, except for No Way Home, but even more than No Way Home was nuts. Like, me and her were laughing, were sad, were, like, cheering them on. Like, it was nuts. And my mom is, she's very picky about her movie. She's not a critic, but she's picky about, like, what she likes in a movie. Who came out saying that? Like this, I promise you. Sorry, mom, if you listened to this, but this is this this was you. I promise. <laughs> she was like this. I don't know why everyone was saying on the movie. I thought it was a really good movie. And that scarf, I didn't give me that scarf. And then that that Captain Marvel dress, I need to give me that dress. Like she was going off and everything like that. We got me and her want that scarf that Captain Marvel was whipping out. We we actually wanted her to have, to have two. <laughs> We were like, no, the, the movie's horrible just because she didn't have to. <laughs> she, she was whipping it. I was like, dang. Um, I I didn't know how I felt about the scene you played it at first, but then once they started dancing, I was like, oh, okay, I love it here. Okay, this is hilarious. So the fact that they can only speak singing is hilarious to and me. And he's and bilingual, so, so he can speak. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's why that's great you know what I mean because that's, that's the equivalent to I am Groot mm-hmm. that, that, that's why I was okay with it because I was like no you know what this universe has some stupid languages according to us but we're not living in them and plus this one so I am Groot and the singing planet shouldn't seem so far off and it was, it was just fantastic with all that and my mom was following along. And she was like, oh, okay, so sh- this girl, she needs to get this stuff for her planet that messed up. And I thought I had to catch up with my mom, like, where everyone was at. And I barely had to say anything. I just said, yeah, Captain Marvel messed up her world. And Spectrum all of a sudden got powers because of Scarlet Witch. You remember her from X-Men? She was like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then this girl just got powers because she's a mutant. She's like, okay, good. I'm ready. So, because my mom isn't going to watch everything. But she enjoyed it so much. We came out. The first thing I did was call, text you. And you were so hesitant on watching it, even though I kept hyping it up. Like, I was so angry. You should you should have seen me in the truck. I was like, Mom, my best friend's being stupid right now. She's like, Garrett? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling him to trust me on this one, and he knows how critical I am. So the fact that he's not listening to me is angering me. So... So yeah, this movie I had so much fun. That that's why I like. Yeah, we both like the movie because it was so much fun. And let me tell you, growing because I because I told you I, I grew up with Marvel and DC and everything like that. But I never grew up with the Marvel comics as much as the TV shows. 
like the old school TV shows. So like when I was little, my dad would show me Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, uh, the X-Men, the 90s X-Men. I grew up on that. So as soon as I saw Beast, I started crying in the movie theater because I was right back into the old house in Banning. Why I felt like I was watching that '90s X Men again and seeing Beast like in my mind, like jump and hit people on Courtney and people go, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like I started like having those memories, and then I started seeing Beast from uh, from X Men Last Stand, and I was like, oh my god! Like I was I was a kid again watching, you know my my favorite part of Marvel growing up because my, my favorite part of Marvel was the X-Men because um, that's all my dad would really show me. I didn't know much about Captain America or Iron Man. I knew everything about the X-Men, the Sentinels, the Brotherhood. I knew everything about that. I knew nothing about Captain America, Iron Man. I barely knew Spider-Man and yeah, like the X-Men were like my thing. Um, so I cried. And then seeing her mom again in another superhero outfit again is pretty funny because I think I have a theory because I think she's because Monica our our spectrum in the comic books in because they they just came up with this like a year ago or this year that this our spectrum turns into this hero called Photon so I think that. Our spectrum just became photon after she closed that reality, the jump point. And I think that her mom is photon in this reality, but the mutant version of photon. Yeah. So that, that, that's my theory on it. But yeah, I cried at that one. And then the Young Avengers, I'm excited for, I'm really scared about because the only time I've seen the Young Avengers actually work uh, was when I was little, this thing came out, this movie came out, and then my dad bought it. And it was like, Young hey, Avengers? Let's watch it. Uh, the, the next Avengers, yeah. I love and, that movie. Yeah, I, I watched that when I was like eight or nine when it came out, and I thought that was the greatest Marvel movie of all time, and I still hold it dear to my heart. I think my dad still has the disc, but um, but yeah, he bought it, and seeing the Young Avengers come up and do everything like that, I was like, whoa. And then it made me build my own Captain America, like, little thing out of toilet paper rolls. And I was, like, pretending I had, I just did the shield like that. And I pretended that I was a Black Panther and Storm's kid when he was a whip out and everything. Like, I was, like, that, like, brought out, like, a lot. So that's my vision of the next Avengers. Same here. I love so that movie. Like, like I, I saw that movie when I was probably... 12 or 13, I think I watched yeah. that movie. And I was like, this is so cool because I had just gotten into like Avenger stuff. Don't worry, anyone listening won't know you just dropped your phone again. Um, but, I know. Sorry, YouTube. But um, I had watched that movie and I was like, this, oh my God. It's almost like the what if Ultron, but not quite as powerful, obviously. No, but, no, here's here's what's so cool about that. It's just regular that that was my Ultron that I grew up with. Like he was near the the movie Ultron. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. The movie Ultron isn't as powerful as the comic book Ultron. Let me just say that they nerfed him in the movie just so that it would be one movie. Let me just say that. Mm -hmm. But this Ultron, this was the real Ultron. So putting that aside, go ahead. 
I so I loved how ruthless that Ultron was. And mm. so it just like I will say at the end of that movie it was a little anticlimactic, just the Hulk being like ah! and ripping him in half. Um but overall the fight scenes where the kids like embrace their powers and then you had freaking hawkeye and black widow's son i believe it was there no hawkeye no no because no? uh because captain america and black widow hooked up That's and right. had and had the kid hawkeye was, had, had somebody completely different that you didn't yeah. know uh, that but, he had his kid but hawkeye's son leading a rebellion and then yeah. freaking sees thor's daughter and is like hey um and so, so that kind of thing. And then you have just uh, Ant-Man the Wasp's, Wasp's son, who is just an annoying little piece of crap. Um, yeah. But, you know, then you have Black Panther and Storm's son. And, oh my gosh, just the amount of creativity in that movie. As kids, we were like, those are kids and they have powers. Like, mm-hmm. we can do that. So that's why I think it was so impactful to us as kids. Um Man, but my it, dad still quote all of Ultron's, all of Ultron's lines from that movie. Like one thing that me and my dad say constantly is when um when Ultron goes into uh, Iron Man's safe place that he created for the kids. Uh, Iron Man's like says, "No, we still have hope," and Ultron goes, "False hope is a human delusion." That scared us to the core. I was like, "Oh yeah, they're dead." Ain't no way they're they're making out of it. They're dead. They're like this dude. Like he just like just roasted the human race with one line. We're dead. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm hoping Young Avengers feels like because yeah, it would be such a letdown if they pull a freaking. Or Love and Thunder, or if they pull a um, She-Hulk, if they do something like that with the Young Avengers and try and make them like, we're fighting for, and then they push some kind of agenda, instead of just being like, we're successors of our parents, or of our uh, guardians, or whoever we're trying to imitate, and we're just, you know, we have a threat that we have to handle on our own. That's what Young Avengers should be, instead of like, hopefully, I just hope they don't push an agenda with it with the younger people. Just because I know Marvel and I know Disney and they yeah. have the ability to do that. So the the whole point that I know because this is strictly on Marvel. So I'm not talking DC. I'm not talking Dark Horse. I'm not talking about Image. It's just Marvel by itself. One thing Stanley wanted was to show the world as it was and what it could be. Um, and that's why the X-Men were created. Like, the X-Men were created because at the time he created it, black people, anti uh, uh, I mean, anti, <laughs> black people, Semitic people, uh, 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 just a lot of people that weren't, that weren't white people at the time were being ridiculed, and he mm-hmm. thought he can change it by creating the mutants, which was fantastic. So, like, he he was a big advocate for, like, pushing stuff forward, but he never went so overboard to where it meant the, uh, like, the rest of everybody was just crap, because he made that character, actually, Magneto, but he made that the person to stop. 
So it, it was cool seeing how he saw the world in the way that wasn't right. And he did what he could, like what he, his vision was for what the world could be if they eradicated the extremists on both sides. And that's how the X-Men were, was not the extremists on one side, not extremists on the other. They understood and are trying to make the world better by, you know, filling everything out. We, I, it sucks because it, it lost that feeling. Like, I had that feeling with the OG X-Men. And, like, and I kept having that feeling even in Days of Future Past. It still was happening. You know what I mean? Like, that, that moral that Stanley had that still drove the X-Men mutant story. All of mutants were eradicated and humans started eradicating because the Sentinels were like, oh, you guys created the mutants? Oh, y'all suck too. So it's, it's nuts. So I, I hope, I hope now bringing the X-Men into the MCU, I hope they keep that core of why the X-Men were created, which will probably be hard now since like superheroes are a thing in this universe. It's like common, especially with Agents of Shield and mm. just everyone knowing mm. that people can be super. But I just hope they still have that core of why I... Stanley created and not like pushing their own thing to where it's so extremist. Because if you have an agenda, fine. But don't go extreme with it because Stan Lee didn't go extreme with it. He actually created the extremists to be the bad guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like you can push something way too far, and he made them the bad guys. And something yeah. that I feel like they're probably going to do is the X-Men, the thing about it is, yes, the world has superheroes, yada, yada, yada. But if you think about it, very few of the superheroes in the world are, they hardly any of them look different. They still look human. Yeah. Uh, minus Hulk and a few others, but most of them look normal, just have cool powers. The X-Men, yeah. a lot of them rarely look human. So think about yeah. it. You have Blob, you have um, Sabretooth, Beast. You, Beast, you have Wolverine occasionally, you have Angel, you have Mystique. So like, mm -hmm. I'm thinking a lot of it will be like, oh, you don't look human so now we're scared of your powers even more yeah. because we can't relate to you. So, ah, X-Men or mutants bad. That's what I'm thinking and kind of hoping they'll go for because that's an understandable narrative. I, I hope that they, because the thing is, the reason why they, the first, a lot of people, some people didn't like the Avengers, some people did like the Avengers. So that kind of was like a toss up. And then the government, that might like the Avengers, so that's why we had the Civil War. So, like, the super superhero thing is still, like, a little rough, especially with the Sokovia Accords and all of that. So, I think it still could work, just because, like, there's not superheroes living among them yeah. yet. You know what I mean? Not, not all the way, at least. So, once we have more mutants in here actually living with them, and then, let's say, uh, a mutant, like, uh, accidentally kills somebody... Then we got it. That's so. I hope like a mutant messes up, or they're being accused for something, so that that can build up the uh, we hate mutants. Yeah. So, dude, it's exciting. The future of Marvel, and I I hate that so many people aren't gonna go see the Marvels because they're like, oh, it's some it's a Captain Marvel movie. 
when it's such a pivotal part of where Marvel is going. It, and, it, and you know what's crazy? It wasn't preachy. Hmm. It didn't feel you know, preachy let, at all. Let me, let, me, let me put this out there. All three were women. Two of color. One of them, one of the women of color was Indian and their family stole the whole movie, stole the whole movie without preaching, mm-hmm. without preaching. They were just people of a different culture that was, for some reason, relatable to people and entertaining to people. Oh, my goodness. We didn't think it could happen. Mm-hmm. And then you have the freaking and this is one of the last things I'll mention because we're, we're running out of time. Um, yeah, but the Marvels, it could have been taken. So I'm talking about when when Goose had babies. So that oh, yeah, that I'd... part could have been taken as idiotic. That part could have been taken as, are you kidding me? Each of them swallows a human and they all get in the pod and it's a bunch of kittens. Oh, my gosh, this is stupid. It was played so well because Goose was already a lovable character. So it's like, oh, right. kittens. And, and terrifying. And, and it was terrifying. So the terrifying mixed with the lovable character mixed with, hey, that's actually a decent idea because we know that people that Goose and Jess don't actually die. They, they, you find that out early in the movie when they're all switching spots and Goose freaking, oh, and then spits him out. So you know that they don't ingest who they eat. It's essentially a holding place. So mm-hmm. it was a smart way to depict it. And I don't know, man. It just worked and was hilarious and was played super well. And the way the family had chemistry with Nick Fury and just like the back and forth was, I don't know. It was just played so well. It could have been played awfully because we've seen them do that. But they just presented it in a way that was just so, so entertaining. I loved it. And let me just say, it's so sad that Nick Fury's character was done so much better in this movie than Secret Invasion. So let me just say how sad that is. Dude, do you know what episode I stopped at? Mm. I stopped at the episode a little bit after uh, we find out that he was uh, married to a scroll. Oh, I didn't even get that far. I, Are you serious? No, I literally. I'm not, I'm watched, not even almost done with it. No, I watched the first two episodes. Um, and in the second episode, you find out that like, well, first Maria Hill died, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, this is like a crazy spy show." And then in the second episode, it was like, so it's like a terrorist organization. Like, I don't, I don't know. There was just a lot that made Nick Fury feel stupid. When he is supposed it, to be one of the smartest people there. It's, and here's, here's what I mean. I'm okay with that part. Because making him feel stupid, especially when Rhodey was telling the mop, was nuts. When, was. when Rhodey was telling the mop, I love that. That's why I love the first two. The first two are canon in, in my mind. The first two episodes were great. So that I couldn't do it anymore. And and the one thing I did love was that the, the government officials that were meeting up together were all scrolls. That was great. Because that was like, oh crap. Like 
my whole everything was a lie you know what i mean like it mm-hmm. gave me that feeling of it gave me that hydra feeling again yeah because i kind of miss hydra essentially hydra like hey maybe the sokovia accords were from the scrolls kind of thing Dude, that's what i'm saying like or maybe like the scrolls did help out with hydra and then that was their way in to eradicate the human race and have you know and then take over hydra after that you know what i mean it, it makes you like think like whoa they were thinking for the long haul but they completely ruined it. Like mm-hmm. with, with the with the character development with Nick Fury after for me after the third episode, and then the and then when Homie dies, and it's like, well, he didn't need to die. It was pretty cool. It, the Homie scroll, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. My favorite scroll, the, the the main villain in the first Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, he was he was so tight. And then um, I couldn't connect with his daughter though. His daughter was so bland. Yeah, it was it was it was her story was too basic. Um, needed more, I guess, and needed way less of what they were trying to push. And yeah. everything was too drawn out. Everything was too drawn out. Like there was no payoff. Yeah. And I still haven't finished it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I already um, heard what happened. So yeah. I like, so I saw pictures and heard what happened. I was like, I don't even want to watch it. I'm just yeah. It, it's it's another She-Hulk thing for me. I think I watched the first episode and I was like, I'm done. So I, I told I, I had to force force you to watch the the last one. Yeah. So like uh, no no just, just for the viewers out there you've watched you've heard and listened to our episodes we already talked about this but let me reiterate he watched the first one and then I had to force feed him before or after we did the pod that episode of the pod I think it was before I force fed him one of the last scenes in the last show it was like okay yeah i expected that which is so sad and they did my man daredevil dirty and no dude okay news daredevil born again is crap what mm-hmm mm-hmm dude they're, they're redoing the show let me say that again they're redoing the show it was so bad. They're redoing the show. That doesn't surprise me. It's nothing like the Netflix Daredevil. Nothing. They, oh. they even promoted that it's nothing like it. I know what you're talking about now. It was so bad that the test screenings were just awful. So they're uh-huh. going to go redo it and be like, okay, we'll make it a little more like the Netflix show. Like they're. Thankfully, they are going back and remaking it a little more like the Netflix show. I don't need a little more. I need it to be the Netflix. Because here, here's, here's the problem. The problem is, is that this whole Netflix verse, I'm going to say, Netflix verse with the Defender. I'll tell you the Defenders. The Defenders universe mm-hmm. is supposed to be in the MCU. It wasn't, and all of a sudden, oh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, it is. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye, okay, it for sure is. Mm, Kevin Feige, you know what? We're not so sure. We're going to try. Okay, it is. The Daredevil Born Again. Born Again. Okay, it is. All of a sudden, it's not after the test screening. So it's like, put my... Here's the thing. When you... Kevin Feige produced the Defenders. So it's mm-hmm. like, that. those are still his, his, still his children. 
essentially. He has the rights to them. He has the power to put them in there. Stop pretending like they're not in the universe when you place them there in the first place. And stop trying to change it up when people love the characters as they are when there's no need to. Yeah. Just put new characters in there to change stuff up. Don't change the feel of it. Because if you change the feel of it, then there's no point in having a Daredevil show or any Defender show in in that matter. Yeah. So... It just, it doesn't make any sense, man. But I hope it's something that they figure out at some point sooner than later. Um, yes. But, okay, I need to shut yeah. up. No, you're good. You're good. We needed the rant. We needed the rant. But yeah. we unfortunately are all out of time for this one. But gosh, it's good getting back to this, man. Um, so th- nice. Now I'm like remembering all the stuff that we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Yet. This, yeah, yet. This is why I'm saying... We're going to continue putting these out. We're going to find time in both of our schedules. We're going to meet. We're going to talk. We're going to do the whole deal. And we're going to start getting you guys episodes. Hopefully weekly, if not at least bi-weekly. Um, so, we'll see what happens. We are done with our hiatus, and we are back. Oh, and just hoping... I'm, I'm going to say we will, but I'm hoping when I say this... And since we will be doing this from here on out now, uh, periodically, Garrett and I have been talking before we were going to do this, like, uh, a few months ago, that we have something special that we want to do for April. I'm not going to say why April is such a big moment for us right now. It's I'm cheating right now. <laughs> right now. But... It's gonna be big, and uh, Garrett's gonna be in charge of everything—the recording, the editing, and everything like that. So he's gonna make sure everything's done like that. But something big is gonna happen in April. It's gonna be more, a little bit more like vlogging, other than you know, rather than what we're doing now, like sitting down and talking. We'll, we might have to sit down and talk to get uh, together. But something big's gonna happen in April, and I can't wait for you guys to follow along in this little journey that him and I are going through together. It's gonna be nuts. Can't wait. But yeah, just stay tuned for April. There's a release date. Yes, really. Uh, April, May, depending on how long it takes me to edit. But... Yeah, a- April, April, May. April, May. Um, We are going to be doing, and I'm not telling because it is a secret for now, but it will be, I would say, about four episodes long. Um, maybe five, uh, depending. I have some plans that Jabin doesn't even know about yet. No, no, yeah, just so you know, I'm, I'm totally out of the blue when I mm-hmm. say this. I'm just putting it out there just because you said it. So, yeah. like, I don't know what's happening. That's why I said Garrett's in charge. All I know is that something's happening. Yeah. I'm excited for it. And I, and I know why it's happening. But I don't know what's going to happen. Hold on. So, that's all I know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so look forward to that. But other than that, we are good to go. So thank you everyone so much for watching. We will see you in the next one. Bye guys. Peace out y'all. Peace.